Welcome to What The If. Philip Shane here, documentary filmmaker with Professor Matthew Stanley. From New York University. How are you, sir? Uh, well, I am uh, confined to my office and communicating with people only virtually. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we, we uh, depending on when you're listening to this, hopefully you're not still in this situation, but we, who knows? We are living through mm-hmm. a very bizarre situation at the moment. Um, as the pandemic spreads around the world, uh, New York City, where we are, just uh, ratcheted up its isolation. Broadway, I honestly, I really was, and I knew it was a small window, but I missed it. I was like, I want to go see some Broadway shows that I have not been able to get into. You could get into That's right, Hamilton. yeah, and t- tickets were cheap for a while. Yep. And, and uh, I guess that was, what, two days? That's right. <laughs> and then, boom, they dropped the hammer. Broadway shut down. The lights went out on Broadway. Billy, Billy, Joel, <laughs> Billy Joel sings. Um, what else have they done? Uh, all, all, basically everything. No sports. Everything. Yeah. No culture. Uh, so, yeah, so NYU is... Um, uh, trying to keep things running um, by doing all classes online. Um, and uh, that turns out to be tricky because I've never done that before. So. Uh, yeah. You know, I, um, I, because I work uh, independently, I often like to go work at the NYU library mm-hmm. and uh, that I knew that, that my, my time was running out there as well, <laughs> but uh, they've now students only and faculty, yep. I guess. That's right. Now. They've barred the gates. Alumni. No, thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Goodbye. I tried to beat it. And um, yeah, so that's where we are. So, so our our if today is what the if nobody could be with anybody. <laughs> we're all we're all isolated all the time. Total isolation. It's it's funny because it uh, it's a little bit. We we did a Matrix episode uh, not that long ago, and it's a little bit reminiscent of. I don't want to spoil the Matrix because there's no need in this particular episode. But if you've seen the Matrix, you know what I'm talking about. There may be a situation there. Um, so that's one uh, one possibility, which we'll just not do, which is that well, we're all isolated, but we unite our minds through some giant network that allows us to think we are together. Um, we're not talking that we're talking, suppose, yeah, this, this situation gets ratcheted up and let's say we, so as part of our limit, we like to, uh, so phase one of what the, if phase one is define your terms, yep. to define the scenario. And I think what we'll say is, uh, and, and, and by the way, if you're new, these scenarios are, it's a teachable moment. That's how we see it. Uh, one hopes, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and so the goal of the if is uh, this is why we define we define our terms not just based on what would be cool and weird, but sort of what may allow some knowledge to spill out in a fun and entertaining way. So let's say it's it's our current technology. It's today. Yep. Okay. So that's uh, five minutes in the future, as the science fiction writers like to say. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, five minutes in the future, and. Nobody can be with anybody. So let's say basically what they decide is that um, 
for instance, I've been reading a lot uh, in the news. In fact, I was <laughs> so caught up in the news this morning that I forgot we were recording. And so we are recording <laughs> 15 minutes in the past, in the future, whatever, 15 minutes late. Um, and, and one thing that happens is with this virus is if you are near, if you have been near somebody, if you think you have been exposed to somebody who is known to have had or has, has now the disease, the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, you are supposed to voluntarily uh, isolate yourself. Uh, even yeah, self-isolation, your... as they like to say. Self-isolation. As if that's not something our society has been on the path to anyway. Well, I should say there is some convenience um, of the because you can keep playing your online games and like it's possible for me to teach my class online. Um, five years ago, just would not have been possible that's true that's true and even so i i uh teach part-time at a um much much smaller institution than new york uh university i teach at the new york film academy in new york they have, they have locations in a few other cities in the world and uh i am also teaching online uh as of uh next wednesday night i have a class on the hero's <laughs> journey and the oh, hero interesting yeah so just getting to class would be the hero's journey right yeah that's right. Or, yeah, the hero's journey will be taught remotely. The hero's <laughs> journey will be televised. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a very exciting hero's journey if it was not televised. That's right. And and I even I promised my class, you know, I and we are a film school. I don't know. It may be a spectacular. I'm I'm going to aim for a spectacular presentation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see here. So if we're all isolated. Um, I would imagine enrollment in online courses would rise fairly quickly. For sure. I mean, some of the winners right. of this crisis are toilet paper manufacturers, inexplicably. That has not, for some reason, people have panicked. Mm -hmm. And decided that that should be the focus of their panic. Yeah, literally in our streets, people were coming down the street with like, because the mayor announced we were under a, whatever, uh, what do you call it, state of emergency. State of emergency. And yeah. somebody decided that so that was a toilet paper situation. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but uh, but certainly um, uh, makers of, or, or, you know, Zoom and Skype and, and any of the other online um, video companies, online telecommuting technologies, they're just cleaning up. Mm -hmm. They're cleaning up. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Zoom becomes... <clears throat> Zoom becomes the most traded stock on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Right. Um, because now they're not just um, serving uh, academic institutions, but any place that used to have face-to-face -face meetings. So yeah. now, um, you know, Hewlett-Packard has its board meetings by Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, even like the political conventions... That are coming up. They were talking about, for instance, the Democratic Convention. Will it happen? I think it's supposed mm -hmm. to be right. in May, and they were saying they may. Um, the The rules of the party demand that they have to have the convention. Although I suppose they could change that, but uh, it might have to be done all remotely. Which well, that's an interesting question of what counts as a convention if people cannot physically gather. Um, yeah, because like when I teach by Zoom, I have twenty five little video heads on my screen who I interact with. Um, but that would be very hard to do 10,000 of those for a proper convention, right? Right. So, oh, so Everybody you, gets two pixels. Yeah. You're doing that now. 
Yep. Oh, yeah. So what is that like? You see all your students on the screen? I do. Um, yeah. So I had my first experience with that yesterday. Uh, and I should say Zoom is actually impressing me quite a bit as a as a platform, much uh-huh. more stable than something like Skype, uh-huh. which is good because when you're coordinating 25 people. Yeah. Um, but there's weird elements. Like, for instance, my students are totally comfortable um, laying in bed in their pajamas, <laughs> zooming into class because that's how they're used to interacting over screens. So it's no big deal to them. Um, but it's a little weird to me, frankly, if any of them are listening right now. I'd appreciate it if you could just put on some pants before <laughs> class. That's a given. That applies throughout <laughs> the year. <laughs> so I think one of the consequences of the if is a a, a radical change in our expectations of, uh, let's see here, grooming and fashion behavior. You know, it's funny you said that. So, so yesterday I got an, e- uh, there was an email sent out to the entire, um, I, I assume it was the entire, maybe student body and faculty um, from New York Film Academy that said, by the way, just because we are going to be doing online video uh, classes doesn't mean you shouldn't attend to your normal grooming. It actually said grooming. <laughs> I love that that's the term they use. Yes. Yeah. Grooming and presentation. At least, mm-hmm. the thing is also, I would have to point out to, again, my film students, you only need to take care of what's in the frame. Yep, exactly. So, otherwise, you know, if you could just... Um, but, you know, yeah. think about how many, how much of your everyday ritual... Uh, consists of things that you only do because you know you'll be interacting with other humans in person. That's right? true. Dressing yourself a particular way, putting on deodorant, brushing right. your teeth. Um, these are things that we do because we have social interaction. Um, and I would imagine many of those would fall by the wayside. Wow. This is taking a turn I, I had not even foreseen. This is excellent. Yes. So first thing that happens is we revert in some ways to uh, animals <laughs> that, you know, it just, well, that's the thing. For, first of all, just living living in isolation in and of itself is a strange thing. We haven't even gotten to that yet, but we're just talking about what different well, people see on the video screen. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, because this is this is a particular flavor of isolation, which is that we can interact virtually, um, but not physically. Uh, so if it was a true isolation in the sense that we couldn't even interact uh, virtually, that would be a whole other game. And I think we would spend most of our time talking about mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. So uh, although it'd be funny to 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 imagine this scenario throughout different periods of time to see how different people would. Yes, that's right. And see how people would would handle it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just the fact that we can have conversations like this uh, without infecting each other uh, is a really a remarkable thing. Um, and surely would keep civilization going a little longer than it might otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So communicable diseases would drop rapidly. Um, which is good because none of us can go see a doctor anymore. Right. Except by video. <laughs> Except by video. So the doctor looks at you and says, yep, you've got this terrible disease, Yeah, but I can't treat you. So farewell. Right. Oh, it would be horrible actually having to go to a doctor like that because there'd be a lot of like, could you move the, tilt the camera down? There'd be a lot of that, <laughs> which is something usually the opposite of what we like to say. Because you <laughs> bring the camera back up please yeah um yeah so there'd be that uh 
And let's not forget, in this scenario, every the, when you are um, those people who are supposed to self-isolate because they were exposed to somebody who has the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus, uh, are supposed to isolate from their family and pets as well. Uh, yes, that's right. There is some discussion whether or not pets can be a vector um, because of what is, what is known uh, as the Hong Kong Pomeranian. What? The Hong Kong Pomeranian? There was a Pomeranian in Hong Kong that they found had virus particles um, in its respiratory tract. And the doctors were confused because uh, it was the only dog they had found that had this. And um, it was totally asymptomatic. So it didn't seem to sort of have the disease per se. Uh, but there was concern for a while. So in Hong Kong, they were quarantining dogs um, because of this possibility. And but they've now decided that it was just something really weird with the Hong Kong Pomeranian. And now <laughs> it's cool to interact with dogs. Yeah, I'm suspicious of all Pomeranians anyway. They exactly right. That's, that's um, not a coincidence. I think that it's a Pomeranian that's trying to carry the virus. Yeah, they you know, lots of adorable pets can look like they are Muppets or pu puppets <laughs> or animatronic or something. But Pomeranians, un, you know, Pomeranians are in the uncanny valley of looking like. It's actually just like a battery powered toy. Um, so, uh, yeah. OK, so all humans are isolated and uh, that's no human contact anyone. So even within your home, you are um, doing video conferencing. <laughs> yep. Or just right. so shouting. Stressed out, stressed out parents will finally get some peace and quiet. Oh, okay. right. On. Actually, and kids will love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Your, parent, your parents cannot come in until you to clean up your room. That's right. And you can play your video games all night long and all day mm -hmm. long. Uh, so at first, like all great scenarios, it begins as a super positive thing. It's one. Actually, everyone <laughs> is like, this is actually a break from all these people. All that social pressure gone. Most, you know, um, but now we get to a situation where you will. It, it doesn't mean that you're you're not like jailed in your room. It becomes like one of those situations where you can go out and now we get into the scenario of like what kind of thing they had back in medieval times or whatever, where if you were sick and walking, like if you had leprosy or something, you were walking down the street, you had to ring a bell. Right. So you. Oh, well, that's yeah, that's that's right. So nowadays, presumably we'd have a digital solution for that. Right. So everybody yeah. has to download an app that measures your distance to the closest person. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, gives you a shock if uh, if you're too close. Yeah, that's excellent. Right. So it's a, it's kind of reverse Pokemon. You don't. If, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you see something, you should get away from it. You know, um, yeah, that could be fascinating, actually. Uh and so as you go down the street, yeah, I mean, it is something that uh, basically traffic control. So, OK, so mm -hmm. we would have we would kind of have air traffic. It, it may be automated. It may be AI, although I would say we're not quite there with AI. No, probably not. Yeah. So you, we need like we need basically like sidewalk traffic control. And, you know, you could be in a car. So, for instance, actually that uh, <laughs> forgetting okay, yeah. that outside New York, people, people are mostly in cars when they go out anyway. So, um, but uh, for these situations like New York, where you walk around, yeah, you, we would need pedestrian traffic control, um, just like at the airport. You know, we need to keep the airplanes a uh, certain distance apart. Yeah, that's right. So, along with um, and presumably, it would be a similar skill set. So, uh, and so, so retired air traffic controllers will become ground traffic controllers, 
um, telling people yeah. where to walk. So, okay, you need to turn left at the next intersection because there's another human ahead uh, and then turn right and then stand still for five minutes um, until it's safe to go. So essentially, so it's a, it would, it would be a, a vast game of inverse hide and seek. Yeah. Just hide. Just hide. <laughs> hide and hide. Hide and hide and hide more. Uh, I love the idea of the traffic control, you know, and they'd have to be, you know, uh, they have to be as they are. They, in fact, they'd be, they'd be so busy. They'd have to talk even faster than they do. Like it, if you listen to, as I do, the traffic control guys at JFK or whatever, you know, they'd be like, um, okay, uh, red polo shirt, hold, st- <laughs> hold steady on 49th Street. We got, uh, you know. Um, I don't even a whole yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah scout a troop of Girl Scouts coming down. Well, actually, there wouldn't be any troops of Girl Scouts anymore um, because they couldn't gather. Right? Well, they could. They could command. They would just be commanding a much wider space. So there'd be six feet between. That's the other thing we had to say. What's the minimum? And and currently, the minimum seems to be six feet. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah, that's true. So um, six feet means so you could still pack. You know. 20 people on a subway car. Um, oh, see, again, a positive. Six feet in between them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but that would limit things somewhat. So when the, the Girl Scouts come to um, sell you cookies, mm. they would have to, so you'd have to like shout at them down the street, you know, yeah. six bags of <laughs> thin mints. <laughs> and then you retreat inside your house. And then they leave the the thin mints on your doorstop, right. um, which is actually, I should say essentially like how people in my neighborhood do drug deals. They uh, huh? they use the there. There's one phone booth left on our block, and um, <laughs> the local drug dealers use that for uh, for drug deals in exactly that way. So maybe drug dealers would become sort of the new logistics experts because they already know how to do this kind of dead drop thing. Absolutely. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, so you're saying you think that telephone booth is dead. So are you sure they're not like spies? Uh, pretty sure. Yeah. Or it could be both. It could be both. I mean, spies. Um, that's true. If if they are spies, then the standards of the KGB have dropped dramatically <laughs> since the Cold War. <laughs> they're entitled to more recreational uh, time than before. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is pretty fantastic. In fact, I had an image um, that instead of the app beeping or giving you a shock or whatever part it might just be that we all have to wear like christmas lights all around us you know and okay when we are too close to somebody our lights you know start flashing off <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, you're basically you know you just light up and so you would just see that constantly and the whole goal would be to keep people from lighting up and and then that would turn into a cult certainly in new york and in other cities that would turn into a pretty fabulous fashion statement so another positive thing, right? It's like, okay, this yeah, is how right. my lights react when you're too close to me. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, and then people would come up with sound. They'd add, this become a whole, whole yeah, this is, that's some cool fashion that's happening. The the uh, stay away from me, or pers- personal space fashion, you know, PS- personal PSF. Space. Yeah, be all the rage. And um, yeah, then there would be sales on that and stuff like that. So uh, another thing that might happen is it, something we I see in the city, and I don't know how common. I'm guessing it's common in, in other large cities, but the most adorable thing you will ever see in New York is the little, little kids. I guess they're preschoolers, 
or yeah, walking down the street, and as a group, they're all like holding on to. Have you seen this? That like they hold oh, on yeah, to little like a, straps. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes they're actually attached to the strap. That's right. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. They are. They are. <laughs> they're bolted in. <laughs> yeah, it's like a long. I don't know, some sort of long plastic central. Yeah, it's a big leash essentially. A big leash. Um, yeah, so those are now going to have to be rigid, right? Because you can't. Because yeah. the kids can't get within six feet each, of each other. That's right. Right. Like if you've ever um, seen a dog walker, it's a little bit like that. Like if a dog yep. walker, except yeah, exactly. for kids, it's just with just with humans. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but all right, and all the um, things. So um, minimum of six feet. So things could still exist, but they'd really. Um, it's an interesting concept, actually, to to imagine the you know you could still have Madison Square Garden, still have stadiums and things like that. Mm-hmm. But even yep. the the hard thing is that uh, it's not just that you would basically there'd be as if there were two empty seats between you and the next person throughout the stadium as as the seats are currently configured. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. you would also have to stay away from people coming in and coming out. So yeah, you know this might just be a new easygoing, breezy way of living, in a way. Um, yeah, that could be. And you wouldn't have to, um, I don't know, it'd be a lot easier to avoid social interaction if you were so inclined. Yeah, that's right. Right. You just wander away. So as you say, kind of an introvert's dream. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, this whole thing is, a, uh, if you have social anxiety, this is the world you've been dying for. I think you said the onion did a story on this. Yeah, that's right. The Onion headline was like, uh, nation's introverts thrilled to learn about new society where everyone must stay indoors, all sports are canceled, and social interaction is limited. (laughs) And uh, now, however, we have to drop the big bomb that's been waiting here, which is, this is the last generation of humans on Earth. (laughs) This is unfortunately true. Um, Well, actually, I should say we might be able to get around this. So, So the actual... Um, all right, so I've got to um, uh, g- give the verbal warning that they do, like on This American Life, as I'm now going to refer to the existence of sex. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so sex is now impossible. Right. Yes. Um, no matter how gifted uh, you might be. But humans are incredibly clever. Right. Yeah. Um, so in terms of actually perpetuating the species, yeah. we can still make that work because we have things like sperm banks and artificial insemination. Yep. Right. Um, so what? we can still make babies. However, yeah. the instant the baby is born, the baby must be six feet from the mother. Well, can the baby, you know, how far does this go? Can the baby even... Well, well, we don't have. We have to deal with today's technology. So yeah, we have no way of, yeah. right, nurse, uh, of breeding a baby without being in the mother. So okay, so that happens, and uh, yeah, so that's a little traumatic. Mm-hmm. But again, that would it's be all a tough start to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's all we know. You know, that's just how mm-hmm. it's done. Right. If it's what you're used to, it's no big deal. Exactly. So like uh, um, in the Mandalorian, and if you ever watched the Mandalorian, which is an excellent yeah. series. Whenever things, whenever the Mandalorian is arguing with somebody else about how something needs to be done, you know, eventually he will just say, this is the way. <laughs> and then the, if it's another Mandalorian he's talking to, they will say. Yeah. And that's is, the end of the conversation. You're like, okay, yeah, that's yep, the way. That's the way. So this is the way. Yeah. Um, and then, um, 
the baby has to be given their video, you know, their ceremonial video conferencing set. I just said the count. Yeah, and we've already got like baby webcams, right? So it's uh, uh, maybe perhaps that's not so different. That's true. That's true. Now, also the whole, but see, this is now this gets a little bit. I'm going to step beyond this American life. This gets a little bit David Cronenberg here. Oh dear. Uh, the whole birthing procedure in the hospital, nobody can get within six feet of each other. Yep. So let's better hope um, deliveries are smooth. Yeah, or it's just, you know, uh, um, well, you know, five minutes from now, we're not ready for this yet. So there's going to be an awkward adjustment period, but robots could solve yes. a lot of this problem. <clears throat> uh, well, that's a good point, actually. That would be a, this would be a serious reason to invest um, in not just AI, right. but Boston Dynamics style self-motile robots, or right. maybe just drones. Actually, a lot of this work could get done by drones. That's right. Um, so things like food deliveries, right? <laughs> okay. So I have to refer to the existence of sex drones. Sex <laughs> drones. <laughs> I think that yeah, uh, yep. they're coming. Nice. They're coming now. I, you know, Jeff Bezos. He's he's a while ago. <laughs> I did not see that angle. <laughs> Um, I think that's exactly that is right. coming, yeah. and and they will still be called Amazon, and I leave that mm -hmm. to your own imagination. That works for both. All right, I'm I'm pondering what are the things that you absolutely have to have two humans within six feet to do. Uh, we've already touched on some of them. Uh, it will now be impossible to move a piano. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, robot. It would be robots or string. You know that one person would have to approach and okay now, now actually well, interesting you mentioned that because there is a whole nother aspect to this uh, disease this uh, pandemic situation which is it isn't just that you can't be close to each other but in fact one of the reasons the subway in particular just is clearly a death trap is everybody holds pole hold a pole in the subway if you're standing yep. everyone holds a pole and so i've been hearing that the disease the virus can remain um, alive or, you know, uh, um, infectious on a stainless steel surface for perhaps 24 hours. Uh, yeah, if not longer, actually, we are not, we do not know, we don't know. exactly right. how long it can stay alive. Yeah. It might be 48 somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and given the viruses in New York, they are, if, you know, if they are like all of us in New York, they are far more hardy oh, yes. and uh, mm -hmm. they can last, you know, forever. Um, cause they got spunk. <laughs> they got moxie. Um, yeah, so actually this is uh, raises an important question is if um, if the, the purpose of this six foot gap is to prevent transmission of the disease, yeah. then what we want is not just separation in space, but separation in time as well. Oh, right. So you can't be on this. You can't sit in the same subway seat as someone for 24 hours, say. Right. If, right. if, if that's our goal. Um, so that raises an entirely different kind of thing, uh, which if, if anyone has been in this room <laughs> before you in the last 24 hours, you can't go in. That's where the app could help. Yeah. That's where the app would, and it would have to enforce it. Right. Right. Or you so just, we all walk around with black light. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. You shine uh, the black light. Um, but but actually, if you take one step back, it's slightly more realistic that, you know, and, and this is what we do see now. I see it, you know, in all the restaurants and coffee shops I go to because I'm not stopping. 
Um, <laughs> I gotta get, my, gotta get out and I gotta get my coffee. Um, but the 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 uh, baristas and associated staff have I've noticed are very have been very vigilant about as yep. soon as somebody gets up, they come over with a little bit of soap and water. Actually, is all you need. Oh, is that right? No, that's great. Yeah. So they will just wipe down the counter. So in, the, I think what we would see is a much more, and this would be good because jobs are going to be a pro, you know, obviously this is going to screw up employment everywhere. So um, cleaning staffs, you know, sanitation crews um, mm-hmm. who are noble figures anyway, take on an even right. higher, right? I mean, truly life-saving uh, uh, purpose. And so they could just, the the subways could be full. I mean, we could go back to like, I don't know, that time of, where uh, employees were all dressed up in uniforms, and it'd be like it'd be like a hotel, like a but there's a, like a subway car butler. <laughs> That's oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you uh, would tip them well <laughs> because you don't want them to <laughs> you usher you, you don't to want to get sick. In fact, we might. That uh, I am somewhat reminded of a, yeah. a throwaway joke in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, um, about a civilization that decided to to get rid of all of its useless people. Um, and list things like gas station attendants That's and right. telephone sanitizers. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the punchline is that the whole civilization um, dies from a, a plague contracted from a dirty telephone. That's right. That's right. They The, the, the telephone sanitizers, I believe, were sent off on the B arc. There were oh, three arcs, right. yeah, A arc, B arc, C arc. <laughs> and the B arc was all the middle people who they thought were not uh, necessary. The, the captain is always in a bath. He's always taking a bath. <laughs> um yeah but those it's the b arc it's the telephone sanitizers and all the useless middle men and women who land on early earth and we are That's where we all come from <laughs> yes we are descended from them yeah that's true um well i would explain a great deal yeah we are going to need believe me you know telephone sanitizers boy when he wrote that there were no cell phones when douglas adams wrote that that is true that's right i heard uh, um you know, a virus expert explaining again how telephones, they said, this is, I'm just, I'm just reporting the news here that your cell phone is dirtier than the toilet. Oh, in terms of germs? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yes. Uh, actually, I realized I heard that I can give a shout out to the, you ever listen to the podcast Ologies? I do uh, not. Allie Ward has, it's very popular. It is fantastic. Highly recommend. All right. Um, yeah. Anyway, she was talking about that. So, um, okay. So now we have a fleet of, uh, butlers and uh, they take care of everything. In fact, you might even the whole thing, the whole system, like the subway. Uh, um, and again, I apologize for being so New York specific, but this is this is how it is. This is becoming a private fantasy that subway cars come in and somebody usher an usher takes you to your seat. <laughs> you know, because this seat is is ready for you, sir. You see, um, I'm guessing actually we would come up with ways where. We can overcome the barriers. The, the, the next thing that's going to happen is, again, coming back to the fashion thing, is everyone's going to be, you know, there was that, when I was growing up, there was that movie, The Boy in the Bubble. Uh, yes, everyone's going right. to be wearing hazmat suits because then you could get closer. Oh, well, if, the, if we made that exception, that would be a very important thing, right? So yeah. you can get close to each other if you're wearing specific equipment. Um, yeah. Then I don't know. I, I could well imagine we have a um, a new kind of class division, right? People yeah. who can afford uh, this expensive equipment and people who cannot. Um, so there's some semblance of normalcy for the people who are wrapped in plastic. Yeah, and yet 
I would invariably find myself with the people who could not afford the good ones. And I am excited, actually, about the Mad Max <laughs> style of life that this is going to bring in terms of mm-hmm. talk about fashion and person, you know, it's like everyone's going to be wearing just uh, jury rigged or, you know, slapped together um, uh, crude homemade hazmat suits. Well, if that, yeah, if that passed, whatever the, the standard was, that's right. Well, for certain um, areas it would pass. So again, we would start seeing a division of the world, perhaps mm-hmm. not unlike it is in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have like ultra, sanitized places where there's tons of room and and other places where it's not so much um yeah yeah so uh this is quite a world now we have so people basically this is where we we, we've wound up that uh there's a world of people everyone's wearing hazmat suits and we have a stratified society uh everyone has an app and um right I think so. In, there would still need. Uh, <laughs> this is what would happen. The new, the new um, social faux pas would be your suit springs a leak. <laughs> oh, so there'd be have to, there would be censors everywhere, you know, and you, eh, 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 yeah, and just suddenly everyone runs away from you because uh, we're still talking. The danger is still extreme. I think that's one thing. So how is that going to affect people's minds? That's that's um, thing we haven't yet addressed. Well, I feel like how are how are we how long? I'm not sure. What, you know, I bet there's stories about what life has been like in China, for instance, where they've been isolated for a couple. Oh, of weeks that would be interesting. And what has yeah. happened to people? Um, I mean, as you suggested earlier, humans are pretty adaptable. Um, if we survive, we'll get used to it, and it'll be the new normal. Yeah. Um, uh, how long that takes. Uh, and what society is like afterwards. That um, would be the big question. So we might very well encounter another alien race, a civilization, who has gone through this thing and then a virus developed that they could never... This is the other thing. There's a whole other side of the story here, which is what's going on with the virus. Like, <laughs> that this virus basically ah. is... There is a, viruses now have evolved to the point where they are untouchable. Or they change; they can change so fast, you know. So it's we lose; we essentially lose that evolutionary race um, between us and the, vir- the viruses. So uh, another species could come to us, all dressed in hazmat suits, and like that's their entire life. And at first, we might think, well, then they're just doing that because they're afraid of us. But then it turns out, no, no, they're always that way. That's just how they are. Yeah, they're every every planet gets to a point where population density is so high uh yeah. that some awful plague becomes standard um so the whole galaxy is full of civilizations that don't come within uh six feet of each other yeah and in fact i think what would happen then is the viruses eventually win and become sentient <laughs> i mean i feel like why right so why? actually the galaxy is full of viruses well yeah that's um I mean, there's an important sense in which the dominant life form on the planet Earth right now is bacteria. Oh. Right? They're, they're, they are the most in terms of numbers. They are the most in terms of mass. Right. Most of the living things, however you count them, uh, on the planet Earth are bacteria. Um, so maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way and we should be thinking about it from the perspective of the microorganisms which is that the earth was briefly infested with gigantic monsters <laughs> yeah. 
Dirty, dirty monsters. That's right. Until we figured out how to kill them off. Yes, that it's right. And, and in fact, I love what I love about that kind of thought experiment is that kind of twists everything in terms of uh, you. I was about to say, well, the bacteria haven't don't have a space program, but they do. And it's us. It's us. Yeah, that's right. We're the transport mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Just like there is a theory of if I talked about this, I think in a very early episode that the screen, you can think of screens like we were talking about having it happen, whatever Pokemon. Um, the screens are the things in control. If you see the whole modern world as through the eyes of screens who want to multiply uh, and control us, <laughs> it's working. You know, they they seem to be in yeah, control. Yeah, right. that'll be good. Yeah, they just want to be seen. You know, they want to they they want to mm -hmm. have a meaning. You know, they're procreating. Um, and in that case, what does a virus uh, can a vir can bacteria um this is where we'll leave it because this this hits the very edge of philosophy and this is something we'll have to talk to our friends at the philosophers forum again about what does it mean the difference between self-organizing life and intelligent life ah yes is that, that right? definitely a topic for a different time yeah. yes yes and that is, I think eventually we would, in all this isolation, the thing is eventually we would all devolve, devolve, I will say it, into philosophers. No! <laughs> we'll just, <laughs> just have a lot of, basically, ultimately, you'd be very lonely and <laughs> we have a lot of time to think. It's a, it's a, well, that's true. Yeah, maybe a side effect of the, the isolation would be a huge leap forward uh, in pure philosophy. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, we all become like monks, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, isn't that right? Monks, they don't talk to each other, you know. And, uh, I think eventually, uh, people, depending on the order, but yeah, right. Mm -hmm. People would just weary of all the elaborate machinations you have to do to just try to carry on to continue to mimic a life before the hazmat suit. You know, why should? Why are we doing that? We need a new life. Uh, we need a, a whole civilization that begins with the hazmat suit, right? And do everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That evolves, evolves that way. So, uh, so that'll be good. That'll be a sense of renewal. Um, interestingly, in this scenario, we never came upon the idea, which is a fairly common sci-fi trope, of just the sanitizing shower or radiation thing. <laughs> because yeah, no, because like I said at, at the start, showers are kind of pointless now. You're not going to get close enough for anybody to smell you. Forget it. Right, right. Well, I guess part of the scenario is that there is no san these viruses too strong. You can't just okay. zap it. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I hope that's been helpful to all of you um, who are living remotely as we are. I hope you're doing well in your various countries. My impression from the news is that all of you outside the United States are doing better than we are, <laughs> or at least your government. Uh, is well, depending on the country, right? Yes. Yeah. Your government yeah. may Italy's be. Italy's having a hard time. That's true. Terrible. Italy. Oh, my God entire country in lockdown um yeah we may be heading for uh who, who knows but we we are uh, actually um we do have a guest coming up um hopefully in not, not too far from now in a week or two um we're going to go much more in depth into actual the because i'm just fascinated about the mechanics of the virus itself in particular what is going on in there i think that's going to be fun diving into that so uh matt how will you what, what is your day like now how will you proceed you will continue to do video um i will be having a bunch of meetings uh virtually 
Wow. Um, because it used to be most of my day was face-to-face talking with students and colleagues and such. So now that will all be happening at once removed. So as you point out, they won't even know if I'm wearing pants. Wow, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, so the pants, uh, by the way, the stock market has already crashed. And I think that yep. if we look at it... Worst, yeah, worst single-day loss ever. Yeah, I think if we zoom in on that graph, you're going to see that pants companies are a significant portion. (laughs) The Levi's Corporation bankrupt, probably. Mm -hmm, That's right. Yes, all those investors will will flee the pants-making companies and invest in Zoom. Yeah, because know what? You could read all the prospectus, is that what they're called? Of the, uh, 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 you know, the financial reports uh, and speculations that are written by the CEOs and within the companies. And I bet in the entire history of the Levi's Corporation, there was no note that among the things that may happen are people will stop wearing pants. <laughs> they just didn't foresee it. They just didn't foresee mm-hmm. it. They should have. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe they'd never thought about that. Seems like such an obvious yeah. thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, the shirts companies, you know, uh, the polo Yeah, shirt, they're doing well. They're just like mm-hmm. kicking it. Yeah, because they really, we, we it's just become twice as important. All right. Um, did you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> oh, are, is anyone in your building even? So you're in your office now, but I assume every... Oh, as far as I know. So yesterday it was me and one other person. Wow. Um, in my office building. Wow. Uh, and today we will see. All right. Because technically you could be even doing this from home. So is that what a yep, lot of that's people... right. I can't because we actually we have house guests at the moment. Ah. Um, so into the office but. and they're they don't have teaching degrees so they're disqualified they're, yeah exactly you can't have them nearby <laughs> that's just crazy talk. It's, it's crazy talk. um so uh who knows what's going to happen next week i don't know um but when i think about it i shudder in fear of the ifs forget the disease forget the pandemic forget the you know uh just the complete destruction of society that may be coming. What I'm worried about is what are we going to if next week? <laughs> and just like you said, there are I think there one there's one thing that has a larger population than bacteria on this planet, and that is the ifs. They may be coming for us. <laughs> the ifs are after us. There are a lot of ifs out there. Yeah. No question. Yeah. So many ifs. Uh, if you have one, if you are breeding ifs, uh, I salute you. And you should uh, send them virtually to us. Um, get it? It's got to get through the Google viral the virus filter. But mm-hmm. uh, feedback at whattheif.com. Uh, we'll also find us on Twitter at whattheifshow. And on Facebook, we are whattheif. Uh, go to our website, whattheif.com, and you can find all our episodes. And uh, buy a tremendous amount of new knowledge is being at our website, which has always been cool. But nothing really, not really that cool until um, our uh, new uh, researcher, staff writer, uh, Ilya mm-hmm. Jung, has been adding uh, wonderful uh, show notes. So as you'll see that sort of building up uh, week by week as we go. Mm-hmm. So there's, well, there'll, there'll be new material about, about all this sort of stuff for you to enjoy and send in your comments on those too. So now as we uh, join us in this uh, sacred ritual where we ponder the ifs, and uh, we do not honor them uh, as one might in a ritual uh, where you are um, 
conjuring some metaphysical uh, being. Uh, we simply cower and run in fear from the approaching ifs by shouting the name of the show very slowly. Here we go. What the